Blog Talk Radio. Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. We and our guests discuss relationships and health and wellness, each of which contributes to meaningful and fulfilling lives. This is Jess Bina, your host. I'm a former practicing lawyer and the founder of Intersections Match, the only elite national matchmaking company focused on singles of South Asian descent nationwide in the country. I'm very excited to welcome Debbie Burns to our show tonight. Debbie is an internationally recognized relationship expert who's been featured extensively on television and radio, including ABC News and Playboy Radio. Debbie has also been interviewed as a relationship expert for Match.com, MSN, and Lava Life. Tonight we'll be discussing Debbie's book, Let Love In. Welcome, Debbie. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. As a professional dating coach and matchmaker, I'm fascinated by insights and perspectives regarding relationships. I've thoroughly enjoyed reading your book and would love to explore some of the insights shared by you. And uh, Debbie, to, to begin with, what prompted you to write this book in the first place? Well, I always get that question. I think that's the the big question, right, what, what inspired me. and Well, I was single till I was 41. Um, I started writing the book before I met my man, actually. <laughs> but um, I was in the corporate world. I was unhappy with what I did for a living. I struggled with love my whole life. And fate uh, stepped in, and I was laid off from my corporate job, and I went to hypnotherapy school. And through that, I, I realized, I learned about the subconscious mind. And I've done other holistic healing techniques before, but I never really understood how it all worked together. And when I went to hypnotherapy school, it sort of gave me that formal training I needed. And um, I realized that I was the one who was holding me back from love. There was something in me that was stopping love from flowing. And so when I worked on my subconscious and I came out of hypnotherapy school and I was like a man magnet, I had men everywhere and I started working with clients, and they started meeting people right away. And uh, even after the worst heartaches, they would come in my office crying. Um, you know, another jerk, bro- you know, broke up with me, and men and women. And I would see such great results. And I thought, you know, I don't think anyone knows that this subconscious thing really affects our relationships. And so that's what inspired me to write the book. And I've always wanted to write a book. And, um, you know, since I was little, I was was writing something. So it's a passion of mine, writing. But when I saw that how much I suffered and and how much uh, single people I work with, you know, they get so frustrated with themselves and with the single single life 
I want to meet mm-hmm. that special person, and, and I found an easy way that makes sense that really gets you back in control. And so that's why I wrote the book, because I don't want everyone to find true love, because I actually use the tools in the book, and that's how I met my amazing man. And so I want everyone to have this, and I know what it's like when you're frustrated, so I, I needed to do something. Wonderful. Now, in your book, Debbie, you pose a compelling question to readers, um, namely, quote, what if I told you that you were responsible for creating every dating experience you ever had? I'm going to repeat that. What if I told you that you were responsible for creating every dating experience you ever had? Debbie, can you tell us about that? Well, a lot of people, and I still even, it's a really hard concept because we think, well, relationships are two people, and you you go out with someone, and they don't turn out to be someone very nice, or they flake out, or they don't want to commit, and you think, well, they're the jerk, or she's the jerk, and um, and there's something, you know, the, the, it's something wrong with the world, and um, but all the time we have a choice, and we always have a choice of who we are attracted to, and sometimes that choice isn't conscious. But um, but we all we do make a choice. You decide. I think this person's attractive. Uh, I will go out with this person even though they um, have let me down so many times before. I'll go back with this person even though they broke my heart. And then they get mad because the person breaks their heart again, um, or the person you know they they go out on one date with and the the person shows that they're not very nice or not really looking for a relationship, and they'll still like fall for them. And they feel, they blame it on this idea of romantic love, like, oh, well, I'm in love with them. But you choose that. And a lot of people, I think they think love is about fate and about, and I hate to take the romance out of it. I mean, there is a real love. But um, a lot of what people think is love is really just dysfunction. And it's not really a true attraction. And when it's true love, you're really, um, it's just beautiful and easy and, and there's, hardly any drama it's just um you know balance and and harmony and and all those wonderful things we see in the movies that we wonder if it's ever really true and so uh but we have a choice what what type of love we want to have and um, a lot of people just don't realize that that they are in control and at first it makes may make you feel a little uh mad when you hear that well it's not my fault i didn't choose that person who cheated on me but if you acknowledge that you have, then you could take responsibility and start making the changes inside that you need to, and you can be in charge of when you meet that person. You don't have to wait for, you know, some external force to, like, make the, fa- you know, the stars align for you to meet this person, and you could st- you could really start feeling empowered in, in your own choice of life. And uh, and I just I find that um, it, that's really the first step, and that's a great question to ask in the beginning because the people really need to get that first before they can take in any of the other information in the book. Well, wonderful. Changing from the inside, and I find that very empowering. So mm-hmm. now if you outline three steps in the process of transforming uh, from the inside out and um, changing what you term your love destiny. Mm-hmm. Would, would you tell about that? Would you tell our listeners about that? Well, the three the three steps are you have to get your mindset in the right frame of mind that you, first of all, love yourself 
because no one else is going to love you unless you, I mean, everyone knows that, but it's like finding that um, self-love inside and, and through um, not only on a conscious level, but on the subconscious level. And then the second phase of, of this three-step process is really getting your emotions and your body like in alignment, everything that happens in your body, like how you feel and then what you do with your body. Do you you know, participate in something that's going to bring you closer to love or, or take you farther away? Are you going back to an old boyfriend that you know isn't going to lead anywhere or are you going to step forward? And, and so that also dictates how fast that love comes to you. And the last part is faith, and that really has to do with your own personal relationship with a divine or a God, um, whatever you want to call it, but that belief that, that you do have that power and that you have that connection to um, create the life that you want, and you have to really believe that it's possible. And so if you tie all those three together, it's kind of like I say a radio dial. They don't all have to be perfect. You don't have to think positive 100% you know, 24-7, but if you can shift the, the pattern of thinking, change a little bit of what you're doing, and then really believe it's possible, those three elements will change your destiny. And when I talk about destiny, I'm not talking about someone else dictating destiny to you. It's like your destiny is your choice. So it really is you're in charge of your destiny, which for me, when I realized that it was just freeing <laughs> yeah like, oh i've been doing this so i can i can take care of me it's so hard yeah. when you get in a relationship because you think you're powerless to that other person whether they love you back but you're always in control of how you love yourself excellent you're always in control of how you love yourself now yeah no, it's no one else's job but yours yeah Again, very empowering. Now, in your book, you discuss the, what you term the law of transfiguration mm-hmm. in the context, in particular in the context of dating. Uh, now, will you please share this concept, this law of transfiguration with our listeners? Yes. Well, actually, we're always unconsciously reading each other all the time, and we do this with body language. That's like the simplest way to explain it, but there's also... Um, we sync up our brains and our, and our energy sync up to whoever we're around us. So say you walk into a party and everyone's really just not feeling good or, or they're a little edgy, uh, you're going to pick up that there's something off. Um, if you go into a place where everyone's happy, you're going to feel happier. So you, you automatically resonate with with whatever's going on around you. And so when you're dating someone, you can actually, they can really be attracted to you and they think, wow, she's beautiful, she's smart, she's really great. But inside, if that person isn't feeling it, they're going to actually send a signal to the other person that says, you know, she's not that great. And then the person's going to lose interest. They're not going to know why. They're going to say, I can't explain it. I just don't feel it with this person because that uh, that person has actually changed their mind, like hypnotized them basically to not love them. And so we're doing this all the time, and so that's why it come, really comes back to you because you can really be in charge of if someone's attracted to you or repulsed by you just by how you think. And uh, that's pretty interesting. A lot of people don't think about that. They think it's all physical attraction and um, all the external um, attraction, but it really is a deeper um, state in how we, we pick up on each other. And if you're really tuned into your partner, you really um, – you know, you can learn this and, and you'll have a lasting relationship because you'll you'll know how to 
kind of navigate them and, and psychically basically communicate with them in a way like you just kind of have a knowing. And uh, so it's a really powerful way we always communicate. We just don't pay attention to it. We just kind of think it's like by accident that a friend calls when we're thinking of them. But we're always communicating. So you can change someone's mind just by feeling even better about yourself. You could run into an old boyfriend and feel like you are the queen of the ball, and that he'll be like, oh, like, what have you done? <laughs> or something, he won't even know what happened. And that's why a lot of women um, and men find that when they break up with someone or someone breaks up with them and they kind uh-huh. of move on with their life, all of a sudden the boyfriend calls, ex calls. It's like they could feel that there's something missing. And they, so we are constantly reading each other. And then, you know, part of my process is you visualize that person coming into your life, your ideal, and you can actually pick up on your future partner. Like through the visualization, they, they kind of can feel you calling out to them. And so it's kind of helps you find each other faster as well. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Drawing something, someone to you with your energy. Yes. Drawing yes. Just your thoughts, your thoughts and believing that that person's out there and like kind of really imagining how it would be if you were together. And then the, a person that's around you that's uh, in, you know, convenient physically <laughs> or maybe like through the Internet or wherever you meet people and um, they're going to just, you're, you're going to find each other. You're going to intersect together. Isn't that what your show's about, intersection? <laughs> intersection, that's what our company, company is and it's a whole concept of intersecting people's lives. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everyone thinks it's by accident where you meet people Uh, online and dating and everything, but it's, and and then even as a matchmaker, I'm sure you have just like a knowing of who goes with who. Don't you? No, um, yeah, I mean, um, I think, um, also, I mean, I think that there's certain, there's certain energy and I think it's, it's all tied up with thoughts and, you Mm -hmm. know, the energy out to people, so I think very much. Now, in your book, you share 10 different um, general categories of, uh, you know, we teach them relationship models that, um, mm-hmm. that women tend to fall into. And I know you have 10 different ones, and um, tonight, can you just share uh, one or two of them, you know, a couple of them, um, including, and this is where it gets very interesting, including the false underlying beliefs that underlie or that are involved with the one or two that you share with our listeners tonight? Well, I have the book right here. I wrote it three years ago, so I have to refresh my memory on these. I wrote these a long time ago. Um, One of them I know, um, I I can't remember the name of it, but it's the woman that feels like no guy is good enough. And I hear this a lot with a lot of my clients is that I go out and he's just not good enough. He doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, he's not ready, he lives in the wrong state, he's too short, he's too tall. And this person's never satisfied. And really inside the dialogue, the underlying cause is they don't feel good enough. And when you don't feel good enough, what you'll do is you'll either become really clingy and needy with people because you need them to love you, or you'll shut them out. You'll do the opposite. And it's never there's never like that middle ground where you kind of let someone in and check it out. It's like either all or off or on, and uh, you know both of those extremes don't work. And so that not good enough, uh, a lot of times forces people out of um, of their lives. And and you know one of the other ones I talk about is the bed, boardroom Betty, who um, she's always working. And I I work with a lot of women over 35, and they created their careers. I'm in New York, so you get a lot of the 
you know, hard New Yorkers, you know, career oriented, and they just haven't made time for a man. And then now they're they're kind of almost what happens is your subconscious gets used to being single, so it'll stop. It'll it'll think that's normal and won't will fight against anything new coming in. So they'll and they'll tend to just keep putting off love because the mind will try to. tries to keep you the same all the time. It doesn't like newness. So it'll make these excuses like, ah, don't go to that single event this week, or, oh, don't join that dating site yet. Um, And, 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 you know, maybe next year when I reach VP, then I'll get serious. And they kind of put things off. And the underlying cause is really, um, one is is they get used to being single. And another thing is a lot of times um, they're reaching for success for another reason, not because they love their job, but because of something else. And maybe it's to feel their own, you know, sense of self, feeling um, feeling good enough. That's um, not good enough is typically one of the underlying causes of of, of these um, issues. It's one of the big ones. <laughs> not good enough. You say no. Yeah, that's that's great. So, um, you know, to use one of my favorite words, empowering. You know, I found, mm-hmm. you know, I found the following words in your book empowering and I know um uh, but actually read these uh these words out for the benefit of our listeners and okay. um and uh, the words are in order to use the law of attraction successfully you must discover your true inner desire and fulfill that need on your own. Um mm-hmm. please tell us about that. Well so many people want love, like I just talked about, to really fulfill, like to make them feel good about themselves. And so it's sort of like a dog chasing a tail because they never get it. It's like they're chasing something that's outside of them. And so if they don't feel good, they think, well, if I get this person to love me, then I'll be okay. And a lot of times it's not even about falling in love and having that experience, which is you know, maybe in what they think. But it's really for them to feel that they're okay and that there's nothing wrong with them. And our society is so, um, you know, shaped around couples. And so if you're not a couple at a, after a certain age, you could be shunned or you feel like you're left out. And, it, and it's really a deep-seated need to belong. And so it, that gets all in the way of someone just wanting a beautiful relationship, true love with someone if their baggage is in the way. And so that's why it's like, what is your true desire? And your true desire isn't, uh, you know, it's great to have love, but what's underneath that? And uh, a lot of times it's neediness or needing approval. And uh, for me, it was having a stamp of approval that I was okay. And um, And once I realized that I'm okay without a man, it was easy for me to attract him. But if I kept trying to find him to make me feel that way, it, 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 this is my whole single life. That's why I stayed single for so long, because I kept attracting men that proved to me what I believed about myself, which was I wasn't good enough or I wasn't lovable. And so you have to start inside again. And the desire really of of, of a true lasting relationship should just be to give you know, to give your love, to share who you are and love who you are and want to share it with someone instead of I want to get something. And people can feel it. And you talk about energy. People can feel when you're tugging at them on the very first date. They can even feel it if you're dating online. They feel yeah. like you're ready with the emails, like, oh, this person's needy. They, they're pulling. And they won't even know what, what it is, but they'll just get a sense. And, and uh, Yeah, 
you know, you get the sense of people that are desperate and and just want and are are too particular and they want you know they want to know where things are happening and i've worked with so many women they'll be dating someone who's really nice great guys and they would just totally like put like a noose around their neck and like are you going to commit are you going to commit and where's this going and they kind of squeeze the life out of it and uh and so solving those desires those neediness and the neediness and the the dysfunctional stuff Get that out of the way so you can really yeah. just be who you are and then have a beautiful relationship. And then all that stuff is out of the way. And I could tell you that most marriages, that's why there's such failure because that's why people a lot of times get married they, for these surface desires. And it's really not about giving. It's about getting. And that's really what breaks apart relationships and then not keep them together. So if you're single, you should take care of that first so you don't have to deal with the divorce later. <laughs> Yeah, you can't short-circuit that. I think that's, yeah. you know, you can't short-circuit it. Now, you know, I like this from, um, you know, I'm going to pull out another quote, and I'm, you know, with what I'm trying to mention, the matchmaking, you know, and the dating coaching, we're often pushing people outside of their comfort zone. So this quote mm-hmm. really resonated, and this is, um, quote, learning to recognize whether your feelings are truly intuitive nudges. Or mm-hmm. old, worn-out fears. This really dovetails with what you just said. Um, or old, worn-out fears is the trickiest part of this process. Um, can you share with our listeners what you mean by that? Well, a lot of people, the, like I talked about earlier about the, the board woman, <laughs> the boardroom lady, who uh, doesn't is so used to being single that the subconscious will fight to keep her keep her single. So. It, it and it shows up in the mind as a very logical excuse. It, so to to really compare it, think about when someone tries to get on a new workout routine, right? They get mm-hmm. up in the morning, they have all the intention, I want to get that nice hot body for the beach or whatever. They want to mm-hmm. uh, work out, and then the voice yeah. in the head goes, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could just sleep in this morning? Let's start tomorrow. And so that voice does the same thing with love. If um, And so it's really that dysfunctional, got to keep her away from love. And, and that, you know, the whole idea of my book is let love in. It's that you're in charge of that love. It's there for you, but you keep pulling yourself away from it. So if you can acknowledge or understand the difference between the voice that wants to keep you the same and the voice that wants to tear apart this great guy or girl you just went out with that finds like maybe his feet are too small or, you know, his hair was parted on the wrong side. You know, that's how that voice will come up. Or it'll cause drama when there's no reason to be drama. Like he didn't ask me out this Saturday night or, you know, pushing the relationship too soon and all those things, um, uh, the fears that come up about change that, um, that lead us in the wrong direction. Now, of course, there's red flags, and I think a lot of women just don't know the difference between what's that true nudge, like, eh, this is not right, um, maybe I shouldn't give this guy another chance because he said this and that, they don't pay attention to some of the subtle things they say, um, or they, uh, you know, typically what happens is they believe the jerky guy <laughs> or the jerky girl and then the nice person is the one they question all the time. So it's like really look inside and and, and know the voice of wisdom within you. And we all have that voice of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you know the voice of wisdom by practicing listening to it because you'll know, like, and you'll see what happens afterwards. Oh, I listened to the, that voice 
and that's the voice that led me to this great job or this great opportunity and then ooh that voice always screws things up for me so it's it's that type of you have to everyone's um dialogue in their mind is different so it's really hard to um understand what is true and that's where you have to come in and really get to know yourself and get to know that there's more than one voice in your head not to mean that you're nutty but we're all talking to ourselves all the time and uh and to really know the voice of of reason basically that uh that wants us to have love instead of the voice that is afraid of love yeah so the right fine tune um to you know the fine tuning is there and like you said by listening and 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 seeing how things pan out um is really mm-hmm. I really appreciate your sharing your insights with us debbie they've been really interesting. I'm wondering if there's any uh you know last thought or take home message that you'd like to leave our listeners with well i one thing i I'd like to say and i I hear this a lot a lot of people talk about timing and fate. And it's my opinion, of course, there's, I guess we'll never, fi- we'll find out after we die what, what really the truth of all the laws of life are. But my, it's my opinion that there is no, we're creating it ourselves. And that if you've been waiting out, like, oh, well, I, you know, I did all this inner work, I did the law of attraction and did my vision board. And if you're just waiting for this divine timing to show up, and it's been more than 90 days, then there's something else that is inside of you that's blocking it because it shouldn't take much longer. <laughs> if you feel like you've done some work on yourself and some personal growth work and, and you feel like you're ready and they're not showing up, it's not that it takes a year for someone to show up for you. And so you're, and, and most, in my opinion, most of the time it shows up within 30 days of when you shift. And, uh, and that's just like adjusting the thinking or adjusting the the what you're doing. Uh one of the most important things though, which I really didn't touch on too much, is I talk in my book about hypnosis and the the idea of going into an altered state which is a trance like a meditative state and changing that subconscious mind, the dialogue, which is starting the whole process for you or ending the process before it started. Um it it's those thoughts that you have every day that really dictate everything. They dictate how you feel, they dictate what you do. And if you could start with that, it's shifting those, um, you you can really make profound changes. I had a, a woman who I did a hypnosis group exercise at a dating event, and she met her man an hour later. I met a, another client who met her man 30 days later. And so it can happen really quickly, and it's just what we're putting out is what we're getting back. So check out what you're putting out. <laughs> I mean, look what you're putting out. You're getting back, and you go, okay, well, I'm putting that out. How can I change what I'm putting out so I can get what I want? I love that what you're putting out is what you're getting back. And, mm-hmm. you know, karma, right? it comes full circle with what we talked about before, mm-hmm. you know, um, in terms of being responsible for creating one's eating experience. So that, mm-hmm. that definitely comes full circle. I'd, uh, I'd like to thank Debbie for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been great. And uh, once again, if you'd like to learn more about the insights that Debbie has been sharing with us today, her book, and that's again Debbie Burns, her book is entitled Let Love In. In case you joined us late, I'd like to share the show with people in your life. I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast 
on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Debbie, would you like to share any website with our uh, listeners today? Yes, if they want to um, download a free gift, I have um, my website is attractlovecoach.com and uh, attractlovecoach, and uh, you can get. Um, I have a, a free seminar on there, and you can get uh, ten uh, mistakes that singles make when they try to look for love. And the seminar is how to turn on your love switch so you can attract the love of your life in a little meditation. So you can check that out too. And if you get my book, you also get a attract the love of your life audio that comes with the book a, a, a download so it's really great stuff and um i believe it's one of the best relationship books ever written <laughs> wonderful i it it uh this is a is a great book and i you know highly recommend it and appreciate you hanging out with us everyone do email me with topics you'd like discussed in future shows and make us make sure to join us for uh, next next month's show have a great night take care everyone